Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Janice. And this is The X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. We are breakup coaches here to help you beat your breakup, heal your broken heart, and move on to an amazing, abundant life. Welcome to the next episode of X-Files. Today, we are talking about one of the most frequent questions we've been getting in the DMs from podcast listeners, but also from our own clients over the past year or so. So the question is, and I guarantee you've thought this at some point, why is it taking me so long to get over them? Right. What does it mean? And what's wrong with me? And what can I do? Yeah. (laughs) I know that a lot of people struggle with this. And, you know, it's kind of sad because there's no right or wrong way necessarily to do a breakup and people really don't get support around, around it once, you know, a couple of weeks has passed. So I'm really glad that we decided to dig into this. Yeah, we have a lot to say and yeah. we really, um, we look at this from a lot of angles. So I think the best thing to do is just dive right into it Let's go and for we'll it. start by defining what getting over it even is because I, I don't personally define getting over someone as getting to the point of, I don't give a fuck about them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I believe that if you love someone truly at one point, you will always have love for them, for the person that they were when you fell in love with them. So I define getting over them in terms of acceptance and non-attachment rather than just like, who that new number, who this, you know? Um, So acceptance and non-attachment. First of all, accepting that the breakup was best for everyone and to non-attachment as in no longer looking at this person like they owe you something or feeling like you owe them or feeling like you have some sort of ownership over them in some way. They're not yours anymore and you're okay with it. That is such a good point. I really like the point about the fact that they don't owe you anything anymore because a lot of people get upset at their exes for being inconsiderate towards them after the breakup. It's like, but you're broken up. So yeah, yeah, there's probably still attached there, you know, and that, that super hard thing of seeing your ex move on with someone else before Mm -hmm. you feel ready to move on. That can be really hurtful. And I think we're coming up on an episode we're going to do about that. (laughs) Yes, we Um, are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited for that episode. Um, That's going to be a juicy one. So is this though. (laughs) So my definition of getting over someone is I guess, getting to the point where you don't have this aching feeling in your heart, you know, like in your chest, when you think about them, when you hear about them, when you look at your photos and most people who have been through a breakup will know this pain that I'm talking about because it's physical. And um, so I think that once the heartache is removed from the thoughts that you'll know that you're starting to move on, starting to get over them. And just like you said, that you will be thinking, like, I'm glad this ended or it needed to end rather than I want to get back with them. I miss them. This hurts so bad. Yeah, exactly. And along those lines, if you're thinking that you want to get back with them all the time, then I think that you probably haven't moved on or gotten over them. 
And so if this is the thought that's going through your mind all the time and you're wanting to move forward, I'd start with this. And we've talked about it a lot. We've got multiple episodes related to this topic of wanting to get back together Mm -hmm. and yeah, start there, start looking towards the future. And once that doesn't dominate your thoughts, you've probably started to move on. Yeah, definitely. You started to get over them. So big question. Yep. Why does it take time? Uh- <laughs> yeah, if the relationship ended, why does it still hurt? Yeah. What is wrong with me? Exactly. All right. I'm really excited about this topic because I am a big fan, as you are, Claire, of yeah. <laughs> Guy Winch. <laughs> and I started getting into his work a few years back when I was studying to be a breakup coach and I just wanted to read everything there was about the science of breakups. And so first of all, one of his points and one of mine now as well (laughs) is that it takes time simply because we've lost a really big part of our lives with most breakups and also what we thought was gonna be a big part of our future. And so we have every right to feel sorrow And also we have every right to have our breakup recognized by others. But Mm -hmm. the problem is that our society in large part doesn't really give space for this particular life transition. So for instance, if you went through even a divorce or other breakup, you, I mean, some people might, but a lot of people wouldn't feel comfortable asking for time off for this reason. Mm -hmm. Right. You might make up another excuse if you really were having a hard time going to work, because really the only, I guess, personal issue that is just generally accepted as okay to take time off work for is the actual death of a loved one. Mm -hmm. But actually heartbreak is completely paralyzing and physically debilitating to some people. Mm -hmm. And you need to address it. You need to take time off work. Yeah. But as we sometimes say, thank you, society, because Thanks, there's just society for that. And so you start <laughs> to judge yourself. So this is the point of the episode where I ask you to get out your pen and paper because there's two resources that I want to recommend. And they're both by Guy Winch. So I highly suggest that you listen first to his TED Talk if you want validation for having a broken heart. It's very easily found on YouTube and I don't recommend TED Talks all of the time, but his is really good and you will feel much better about being brokenhearted after you listen to it. Yeah. And then if you want to take it to the next level, his book, How to Fix a Broken Heart is brilliant and it's short too, like hundred pages or something. Yeah. It's, it's pretty short. Um, I just would say. Um, if you're an animal lover, come prepared because he he has two parallel things, mm-hmm. breakups and then the loss of an animal and because both are not recognized by society at large as right. being so devastating as they are. <laughs> so yeah, just come prepared. <laughs> yeah, tr- a trigger. Trigger. Yeah, a little <laughs> trigger warning if you recently le- lost a pet, but it would actually probably help. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's um, so good. So good. Um, he's really big into two things in both the talk, but more in the book is, first of all, all of the science behind a broken heart mm-hmm. and all of the devastating neurological and physical impacts that it has. 
And so it's perfectly okay um, that you're feeling like you're down because your body is reacting. You know, he talks about how your productivity and even your IQ can go down for the time after a breakup. Yeah. And he also talks about how there's no space in society for grieving a relationship and that it's the overall lack of compassion that makes us feel something is wrong with us when we're taking, quote, so long to recover. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes from his book is, uh, and I relate to this so much. All right. <laughs> I'm getting excited. All right. Unfortunately, our friends and loved ones are not the only people who can lose patience and compassion with when our recovery stalls. One of the damaging ripple effects of losing social support is that we often internalize the impatience of those around us and lose self-compassion as well. Mm-hmm. We are then left with the double whammy of a massive reduction in social support and a mas- massive increase in self-compassion. Oh, there you go. So good. I love it. And I relate so much. Yeah, exactly. Um, And I think this can be especially hard if you revolved your entire life around your partner, as I think um, some of us are often doing prone to do (laughs) (laughs) yeah myself included is like if this person was the majority of your social support um that can be huge you're losing not just a partner but your friend and you're confident all of these things so and then the people around you just can't you know yeah stick with you I I went through this with one of my breakups people got um just like downright frustrated with me I'm gonna talk about this later in the episode but yeah then I started totally internalizing that there was something wrong with me that I was weak that I was annoying you know because Mm -hmm. people were losing their patience with me and so I thought wow like people don't want me around I must be like an obnoxious human and like that's not really what you need when you're struggling with these other things so yeah hello coaching this is yeah it's one of the reasons why I do what I do is because exactly (laughs) yeah just the power and being like no you are perfectly normal There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with you. Yeah, what you're, you're doing going the best is real. you can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that even just it. hearing that every week yes. <laughs> can be so helpful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I I'm want to bring up a topic that I think comes up with why is it taking me so long to get over someone? Because society expects that you should be single until you're completely healed. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like, I have to be like a hundred (laughs) percent. Don't give a fuck about this person anymore before I move on. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, if you do date, it's labeled a rebound and it has all these like negative connotations. And we hear this rebound story is kind of like a cautionary tale, but dating again, isn't necessarily bad. Mm -hmm. Um, it's almost, you know, for society and how it's defined, it's almost like the person you rebound with is like wasted on you. It's your rebound. (laughs) And it's like, well, poor sucker, he was a rebound and, you know, it doesn't count. 
But part (laughs) of evolving and growing and healing is having new experiences. So I think that dating when you're not a hundred percent over your ex is not bad. I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it'll help with your recovery to experience new things, have a good time and be reminded that you're sexy and desirable, um, provided as you're not leading someone on in regards of being ready for commitment. Dating casually can be a really positive thing when you've reached a certain point in your recovery. You don't have to be a hundred percent. You should be far enough along that you're not constantly comparing this person and you're able to be in the moment, but sure. You don't have to wait until yeah, you're like, you don't have yeah, to, you might, you might yeah, want I'm to. Single. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you might want to, but you don't, you definitely don't have to. Yeah. Have you fun. definitely don't have to, but it's just like looking at society's expectations of how everything's supposed to work. And this is actually an idea that Guy Winch brought up on a podcast that I listened to on Girls Gotta Eat. This is so crazy. I yeah. did not know that he went on Girls Gotta Eat. I know. I kept that it a insane. secret for the episode. Was it awesome? <laughs> this is so crazy to me. Yeah, it was a really good episode. That is wild. And he talks about oh. how there's only so far you can get in your healing just sitting in a room thinking about your prior experience. You actually have to go out and do new things to start integrating the things you've learned from your last relationship. So I thought that was just so good. Um, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. And, and, he oh, and also, should we, <laughs> should we um, put a little call out to him now or later if he wants to come on? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Hi, guy. Do you want to come on the podcast? Yeah. Uh, if anyone, if anyone knows him, you know, if you could let him know. <laughs> yeah, that would be wonderful. So our people will reach out, aka <laughs> Janice. Hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Yeah. So there's only so much we can learn about life and ourselves by sequestering ourselves in a room and just thinking. So we have to take the lessons we're learning and apply them out in the world. So and evolving as a person is so important to getting over your ex. So I just wanted to address that little thing that can kind of get tied into why am I not over him already? I want to get on with my life, you know? Yeah, I've seen dating and um, help others move on. It's helped move, me move on. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some, sometimes, yeah, it can it can hurt as well. But um, yeah. I just say, <laughs> try it. Yeah, try it. Because you can always go back to, like, going home again and not dating for a while because you were like, oh, I tried it, wasn't ready. Cool. You tested the water. Yep. You decided Absolutely. it wasn't for you yet. Great. But you might have a good time and just see the light at the end of the tunnel and be like, Hey, I can like go out to a restaurant, have a good time. Like, sure. I don't think I'm going to be with this person for the rest of my life, but you know, I had a good evening and, and that's a win in itself when you're recovering. Yep. I agree. And there's, I guess really something to be said for saying that you've tested the waters for saying that you've started dating again. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if this is a desire of yours to have in your life so yes mm-hmm. thank you for bringing that up and I really want to talk more about rebounding in a future Ooh, episode so good so please send us oh yeah I'm, I've had some really interesting experiences 
Yeah. Yeah, Same. All right. So let's talk about length of time. So as far as length of time goes, I think that it's not so much about if you're still sad as far as how you are coping. So if it's been several weeks and you still struggle to function, for instance, that may be of more concern than simply hurting or missing them. So I think this is an important point to make during this episode, that there's a difference between being sad and experiencing like clinical levels of depression. And that's different from just not being over them. And um, if elevated depression is getting in the way of your life, then I do believe that professional help is always recommended. And this can happen to people who are struggling with a broken heart. So on the other hand, if it's an aching in your heart or an intense desire to get back together with them that comes up when you allow yourself to think about them, I don't know that there's a time frame necessarily. But what I do know is that if you continue to look after yourself and prioritize your healing, that it will begin to subside. So that's what I would ask a client is, you know, what are you doing to try and push your healing forward? What are you doing for yourself to, to move on? You know, what are you doing when the thoughts are coming up? I'd be much more concerned about that as a coach rather than the time. Definitely never hesitate to get the help you need. That said, situational depression is definitely real. So know that there's nothing wrong with you if the breakup precedes depression for a time. Mm -hmm. And if you're struggling and need help, you can call the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration's referral hotline at 1-800-662-HELP. And there's also online services like BetterHelp and SonderMind, which usually uses your insurance. And just know this will pass. So just keep going. Yes, thank you. It will always get better. Yeah. yeah. So, and if you feel like you need to ask for help, then it, you probably do and yeah. do it. Yeah. It's better to ask for help before you feel like there's no hope, you know? Yeah. So ask, ask before you get that bad, you know? Yeah. Um, so getting back to the question of how long it's quote supposed to take, there's no rule. there is no rule um Corey dixon file founder and psychotherapist at thriving path agrees that you shouldn't put pressure on yourself to feel better by a certain time because it can cause shame yes she says (laughs) in order to move forward you have to give yourself permission to grieve and that's not linear and it doesn't take a certain amount of time to grieve So instead, she encourages her patients to feel empowered by having no timeline, being like, this is all about you, you perfect, unique, beautiful human. You'll take how much time you need. And again, we would never say these things to a person who was grieving, you know, the the loss of someone, you know, if if they had a death in their family and it was taking them months to get better, we would never say the same thing. And Mm -hmm. yeah, like we've said, studies show that you can have the same, it can have the same impact on you to lose a love. Yeah, it's so true. And so just to touch on our personal experience with this, um, 
in my experience, the length of the relationship does not determine how long it'll take to get over an ex. I've had my shortest relationship be the most painful and the longest time to get over a person. I've also had a relationship where it wasn't necessarily getting over them, but it was getting over the experience of leaving them because it was totally fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. The drama surrounding a a breakup can... Yeah, have an impact. Yeah, the drama had a more lasting impact Mm -hmm. on the person in that case. And I've also had a shortish relationship where I was in a weird place and at my lowest confidence and self-respect. And when I dated them, it was just to not be alone. And so I was actually relieved when it ended. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I'd been trying to end it for a while. Um, but like I said, weird headspace, low confidence, low self-respect. Um, yeah. So do what we say and not as we've done in the past. Cause one out of 10 do not recommend. Um, <laughs> I, <like that>. yeah. <laughs> I also think that, you know, if you're the person who is doing the breaking up, you may have had a head start on processing the ending. But that doesn't mean that you'll have necessarily a shorter time getting over it. It's just that your healing process had a head start. So for some people, they may be totally over it by the time they end things. Um, But for some reason, some people breaking up with someone is so hard, you know, even when they're choosing to do it. Um, and know that it has to happen. So that's kind of a different topic. But, you know, when I broke up with my ex-fiance of five years, that recovery was definitely not linear. So it was hard to put a number on like, oh, it took me a year. It was like, well, for half of the year, I felt great alternating with half the year not feeling good. So (laughs) yeah, it's hard to say exactly how much time it took because it's not linear. Um, and every recovery is different. Yeah. And my personal experience, um, really relates to a lot of what you just said. First of all, um, when I left a marriage, I was the one who I guess initiated it. And so when, when it ended, it was hard AF. (laughs) I mean, definitely it was not real, you know, what I wanted to happen. And, but I had a, ups and downs but overall I did have you know the relief feeling because there was you know a big build up to it and me realizing if we kept on like this I was gonna have to leave and so yeah I was a bit more prepared for it however back to the linear point and that breakups are not linear I made one of the biggest mistakes of my life about a year later. Learning when, experience. Yes, yeah, yeah. I want people to know though that it was a that it was yeah. a mistake. You know, it actually took me a long time to even talk about this. And so the fact that yeah. I'm doing it publicly is yeah, yeah a big deal because it, I, I felt shame about it. But we yeah. we reconnected, not for a long time, maybe a month or so. But I allowed myself to kind of go into this space of you know, now that we've had time apart, maybe it would be better and, you know, started fantasizing and whatnot. Um, but it did not, um, work out. <laughs> I laugh because 
oh, it was, it was a horrible experience in the end. But when that happened, I felt the pain that I had not really felt when we got divorced. And it was about a month of, yeah, just intense misery that only someone, I guess, who's been through that painful of a breakup would understand because it's hard to articulate, but if you've been there, you, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, so yeah, different, uh, experiences for different people. Um, and then I really want to drive this home. When I left my abuser, I sunk into a, a serious depression. Um, and really the only thing that really pulled me out of it was actually moving overseas and just removing myself from, yeah, a lot of different things. Um, And part of the reason I do this work today, like I said earlier, is that it was about at the three month mark and I was still really struggling with it probably almost every day. And yeah, people started to get really frustrated with me. They were saying it was troubling. They were saying, you know, you've just got to, you know, put it out of your mind. All of the things that people who are hurting don't want to hear. Exactly. And it was, and you know, I, I felt like I lost the support. And then in my mind, I was thinking, but it's only been three months and this was traumatic. And, you know, I really yeah. loved him and I tried really hard to make it work. And so I'm thinking, really is, you know, yeah. is there something wrong with me? Because it seems like it was just yesterday, but everyone around yeah. me thinks that, you know, I'm being really unreasonable. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's especially hard when it's abusive because it was, you know, unequivocally on paper, bad relationship. Why would you miss that person? Mm -hmm. They, they abused you. Yeah. And so that's really hard for people who are not trauma informed (laughs) to understand (laughs) what sort of like mental gymnastics your brain does when you're abused um yeah so you know I really feel for you oh thank you but um yeah I'm definitely it's definitely not a pity party I'm just saying like I really get what it's like um I felt like I wasn't able to like express what was going on with me to those around me Mm -hmm. and I also know that it takes longer than our families and friends expect it should. And that's yeah. when I read Guy Winch's book. It was one of the biggest aha moments to me uh, because of having lived it. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so true. If you feel like it's taking you to, or if, wait, if you, if it's taking you longer than those around you are saying it should, go easy on yourself, please. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's different. And it's also, it's just hard to relate, even if they've experienced heartbreak of their own. It's just that empathy component, especially when thinking about negative experiences. Like we've got the negative affect or uh, what is it? The fading affect bias, uh, fab. So <laughs> like you don't remember negative experiences as clearly as you do positive experiences. So even if someone has had an experience where they can relate, they're going to have trouble recalling just how devastating that was and applying it to you. They're like, Oh, I, I had a breakup and like, it was hard, but it wasn't like this hard, you know? And, And And that's just, 
like the fallibility of the human brain. So. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I, I think when you go through a breakup, when the relationship had kind of deteriorated, that your friends are going to remember the times that you called and told them that the person was mean to you or you had gotten yeah. a fight or they did this. And they're not going to remember all of the beautiful things that you said about the relationship. In yeah. fact, you might have not. I mean, when do we call our friends and they're like, oh my God, brag about our partners? So awesome. I mean, maybe it's sometimes, but sometimes. you know, we're probably much more prone to call people when things are bad. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, that's going to stick in someone's mind. Yeah. And they also, they're, they're probably in mama bear status. They're like, defend my friend sure. at all costs from danger. Bad person, sure. go away. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it just yeah. doesn't work that way when your heart is broken. Yeah. And that's why, again, counseling, coaching. That's what it's here for. Mm-hmm. So we're going to take a short break for an advertisement and we'll be right back. Awesome. So welcome back. And Hi. now we're going to dive into what actually affects the time it takes to get over a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it's not just time. I argue it also involves intensity of the relationship. Mm-hmm. So You've probably heard the common advice that it'll take half the length of the relationship to get over (laughs) the relationship. I'm sorry, this is so dumb. Yeah, (laughs) and we hear it so often. Like, I've heard it so often. It's like the first advice that people give is it'll take half the length of the relationship. And it's just like circulated as if this is like a scientific fact. It makes no sense. It was stupid. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, it was... First said on Sex in the City, and as we know, they make the best relationship decisions on <laughs> no, that show. No, they're such wonderful people. Yeah. They treat their partners so well. We should yeah. definitely be taking definitely advice. the the model <laughs> of healthy relating. No, in fact, I, I always make notes during our episode about future things to talk about. And hello, Sex in the City. Uh, we could do so many episodes on that show. So many episodes, and why so it's much horrible no look I like to watch it yeah but we should not be applying that show to our lives exactly yeah and I think most people would agree they're like yeah sex in the city is not where I get my relationship advice however people don't know that this quote is from sex in the city so I knew it was that they talked about this on sex in the city but I didn't know that it was like originally from there Mm -hmm. they just made it up are you sure um well I found a citation saying that Uh, i believe you i'm just amazed because that is so ingrained into our thinking so i figured like they got it from somewhere yeah i mean they probably did but i think that's where it was first like popularized yeah is on that show so um however it it isn't just about the time like time definitely is a factor but it's not the main thing Mm -hmm. So, you know, just to like pull out some research here on how long it takes. Um, In one 2007 study, the majority of the participants in that study said that they felt better after just three months after a breakup. Meanwhile, folks who answered a 2017 study survey said that it took closer to six months. And for getting over someone after a divorce, that timeline inch closer to a year and a half per a 2009 study. So okay. it's kind of all over the map. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think it makes sense with 
um, getting over someone after a divorce that it Mm -hmm. would be longer because there's more involved in dissolving a marriage than there is in a dating relationship. Even if like emotionally you had the same level of commitment, like in a divorce, you have to like keep some form of communication with this person as like the legal issues are resolved and it's like horrible and then you gain all these um other memories of this person that are like linked to the divorce mm-hmm. and it's it's awful honestly I have so much compassion for people who have to go through this because it's just grueling yeah <laughs> you know it goes on for months yeah um, and you can't just be like all right I'm going to like go no contact not look at their social media <laughs> oh shit I have a meeting with them on oh, Thursday yeah. like we you gotta know talk about this more yeah I mean yeah. eventually yes you can go no contact but you can't really make that decision right away yeah exactly whereas dating at least even if you're living together you can kind of manage it where it's like, okay, I'm going to be out of the house when you move your shit out. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you can manage it more where you don't have to like keep seeing them after you've had like the final conversation. So yeah. Um, yeah. You don't have to keep seeing them and you shouldn't keep seeing them. We'll just, yep. we're just going to keep on driving that home. Yeah. All right. So as far as blanket advice for time, I have never felt comfortable giving blanket advice when it comes to time or when it comes to another question I get is when should I start dating again? So I always say there's, I can't give general rules of thumb for this. So I've seen, yep. Because it's different for everyone. I've seen people seriously start to get their groove back like right away after a year. Yes, it has happened after a month, everything in between. Mm -hmm. So what the studies that you just mentioned, I think are mostly great to show us is that it fluctuates like crazy and that you should honor your experience. And this is especially true if you're working on yourself and that, and if you're starting to look towards the future, just honor your experience. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Don't look at it so much as time as maybe like milestones, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So I think um, I mentioned before that the time it takes to get over a relationship has a lot to do with the intensity of the relationship. And I think also like your commitment level. Um, Jane Greer, a PhD in New York based marriage and family therapist and author of What About Me, says that if you attach deeply and intensely, you are not equipped to deal with separation and loss. So if you attach deeply and intensely, like she said, say, you know, like a few weeks in, you're wearing his shirt to bed. You're like, this is my person. We're going to get married in Mexico in two years. (laughs) Like you have it all like worked out. That is going to be harder to get over than someone who is like, I'm just feeling things out. We're having a good time. We'll see where it goes. Amazing point. Yeah. So, you know, if you have that heightened sense of attachment and sensitivity, it can leave you feeling devastated, lower your self-esteem, and leave you longing for your ex for quite a while. Yeah. And I think this um, can be applied to situationships as well. So, like, the man who's not your man, um, you know, the friend that you have, you together decided that you were not going to risk the friendship and yet you spend all your time together and you're totally in love with him yeah um yeah 
I think that level of intensity and commitment, even when there's no um, like sexual benefits or whatever, Mm -hmm. I think those can still be really a struggle to get over because you, your attachment to them was intense. So yeah. Um, And I think the stories you tell yourself during the relationship is what adds that intensity and therefore it's going to be what makes it harder to get over them. Right. And I don't think we're saying that you shouldn't be attached to someone that you're in love with or someone that you're in partnership with, but you know, take it slow, keep things real. Yeah. And also know that if you were in an intense relationship that yeah, your healing is going to, you know, take some time. Just understand that like, Mm -hmm. Hey, I really felt deeply for this person. Look how, how I'm capable of feeling this way. Yeah. Someone's going to take a little longer. Yes. I was told that after I left my abuser and, you know, I just said, I can't believe that this happened. You know, I, as you know, I'm, I was a codependent and so I'd supported him and someone said, I just want you to look at your capacity to love and that it's so beautiful that you're able to give that exactly so let's talk about identity and relationships <laughs> another oh. very hot topic that I have a lot to say about uh, I won't get into all of it here but um you want to ask yourself how much of your identity is tied up in this relationship and again if you're really attached to this part of your identity um it could be a little bit harder to get over and as another resource for <laughs> this episode if you're keeping track We have Gary Lewandowski, a psychology professor from Monmouth University who delivered another TED Talk that we want to recommend. Breakups don't have to leave you broken. Boom. (laughs) So if um, you've lost a piece of your identity, um, you know, you're also struggling with that and you need to give it time. So, and I know that you were curious about how my marriage relates to this because I've talked a lot about how my marriage was huge part of my identity like mm-hmm. probably half of it looking back <laughs> and it was um we we used to joke and say that we were the hippie power couple and yeah I think it was a part of his identity as well and as I've said um already probably a couple times on this show but um you know I left a high demand religion really shortly after we got together and so that too is a part of my identity you know like look what I can do even though I'm not Mormon anymore. Um, but in my case, it this is partially what caused the relationship to get unhealthy and why I stayed in a relationship where I was so unhappy for so long before I left is because I didn't want to give this part of myself up. Um, but by the time I got to the point where I left, I'd kind of come to terms with that. And I kind of felt like this part of my story is similar to guest Christina's story in episode 14 about how like when it finally ended you know I was kind I was ready and perfect examples both of how it's different for everyone yeah it's (laughs) different for everyone I think the main takeaway from this episode for you should be that for you dear listener dear listener okay (laughs) remove the self-judgment Remove the shame, remove the blame, and just be like, this is the experience that I'm having. And I'm here to ride the wave. This is part of experiencing life fully as a human. Like, you know, you could get really spiritual about it and be like, this is me having the full range 
of the human experience. I believe that very strongly as well. I mean, if you were capable of loving someone, then you're going to be capable of hurting because it ended because we're human. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. Yeah. That's what we do. (sighs) So if you want more support, please hit us up. This is kind of our jam. Yeah, this is our, our, this is our jam. We are living in our DMs. So come by, say hello. We love hearing your stories and love hearing that the podcast is helping. Um, And yeah, have requests as well, because this episode is based on one of the most common questions that we've gotten. So come and ask your questions so that we can do like a deep one hour dive on them. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) We love it so much. That's what this this was based on. So we can't wait to hear from you. And speaking of jams, jams, introduce our new fun segment. Yes. So we are introducing a new segment. We are still working on a creative name for it, but basically we're reviewing songs from the perspective of relationship coaches and breakup coaches. So are they healthy? Mm -hmm. Are they not healthy? Is this a good way to get over a breakup? Yep. What messages is this sending to young people people. (laughs) or old people? (laughs) You read my mind. I I was just about to say that and I I held back. The youths. You can read me by this (laughs) point. Schmidt would say a new girl. The youths. Um, (laughs) So speaking of the youths, our first song is Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Hot right now. Yeah, it is really sweeping the TikTok community um and extending outside of that so and we thought we'd have like our take on some of the lyrics because it is about a breakup um and so yeah so let's dive right in so great and this is it's a very pretty song so yeah I guess we can first give an overview it's a song about a female identified individual who has it suggests that she's been left right is that what you yeah okay it seems like she's been left and she has this history of her ex teaching her how to drive and she now has her license driver's license Mm -hmm. and she can drive by herself now and that that's like I like that metaphor because it was like before she was driving with him yeah I mean we know it's a him just from like context and TikTok telling me but um <laughs> otherwise... yeah, I mean, doesn't it say yeah okay, I, we're gonna uh, go through the lyr- their lyrics so we'll, uh, we'll yeah figure that out, only a yes. few of the lyrics but mm-hmm. not everything um I think it's a universal issue with breakups too because when you do something in your life that you thought for so long that you were going to do together yeah uh, yeah does not feel good I'm trying to think of an example from my life uh I'd have to think of it but I totally know the feeling oh I I broke up with someone and then very shortly after for instance went on a trip that we were gonna do together it was just a Mm -hmm. weekend thing but um and yeah it's kind of, you know it's, it's disappointing yeah it's disappointing like I think we can get this with music a lot because it's like uh like this was a, our song um uh-huh. I know like my ex-fiance and I we like talked about moving to Denver before and <laughs> oh, so like I, I love that you're doing yeah. it with no man yeah and yes. honestly <laughs> if you're listening I don't think he's listening but <laughs> I don't think he would have liked it here so 
it's probably a good thing for him yeah so anyway so the lyrics getting there um so we start out and you're probably with that blonde girl who always made me doubt she's so much older than me she's everything I'm insecure about and so this relates back to what we talked about earlier with the stories you tell yourself and them making the breakup so much harder and you I just want to point out you can't tell what someone is going through just from their actions yeah someone has seemingly moved on doesn't mean that they're not hurting it doesn't mean that they're just like terrible about processing their emotions and they're gonna deal with this in a year and have a very dark time you know yeah no one wants to kind of see that someone they've just broken up with is just having the time of their life um and it's because you can just read so much into it and this was one of my comments which I'll, I'll come back to later on is I'm thinking you know, why does she know so much about who he's now with? <laughs> because I don't know, in my mind, you, yeah, she probably shouldn't be having this yeah. information about. Uh, yeah, knowing so much information. Yeah. Um, and that said, I do believe intuition is super strong. Mm-hmm. And if she thought, hey, you know, this blonde girl is definitely interested in him and then the relationship ended, like, she's probably right. But whether or not he's hooking up with someone else or this girl that you were worried about before doesn't have anything to do with you. It just means she was available. All it means is that she was available. It doesn't mean anything about the relationship that you guys had or anything like that. So, Or anything about your worth. Yeah, don't take it I mean, it really has nothing to do with you. I know that's so hard for people to get. It's so hard, but... Yeah, sometimes it helps to just hear it. Um, From women who know. All right, so the next (laughs) lyrics. I know we weren't perfect, but I've never felt this way for no one. I just can't imagine how you could be so okay now that I'm gone. Guess you didn't mean what you wrote in that song about me, because you said forever, now I drive alone past your street. Aww. Hmm. (laughs) it's really it's such a sweet song Mm -hmm. but but reactions to how he seems to be okay you know episode coming soon we're gonna talk about this um I just want to point out how she's invalidating the whole relationship and everything that was said in it just because it ended you know like Mm -hmm. I likes to believe in the complexity of humans and the fact that he could have really meant forever in that moment but things changed people changed and it did yeah and also is it i mean i know this is an 18 and over show but this song is about high school i mean she's just getting her driver's license okay so she's because- quite young all right. Yeah. I mean, I really want anyone to know who's either in high school or, I mean, even kind of in their twenties. I mean, you have multiple relationships. And oh yeah. yeah. I mean, you might say forever because that's what we say about relationships, but yeah, doesn't make it any less significant. Exactly. Of a life experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. My high school relationships were devastating when they ended. And yet now I literally have no feelings about them so <laughs> I wish so badly I could go back and just tell myself like none of this matters just none of this it. matters <laughs> all right um, yeah so you know looking at a relationship as complete and not failed 
like you didn't fail because it ended it just it ran it ran its run and that was it and if you're having relationships when you're younger I mean you're getting experience I think that's actually really good coming from a culture where you know no one's really meant to have relationships before you kind of get married I think it's so good for people to have breakups when they're when they're younger yeah okay or all through your life you know go yeah I'm not gonna get into this okay so (laughs) the notes that I wrote were of course like immediately I'm thinking why is she driving past his street is she checking up on him does she just happen to be going past there um I guess it's a little ambiguous so I can't um necessarily say but I did want to say you know you really shouldn't be driving um, past someone's purposely house. yeah going to drive past someone's house yeah so you, yeah yeah and that said my my commute um from work at the time took me right past okay literally right past the dumpster fire's house Ouch. um <laughs> And it was like, I'd have to add like 10 minutes onto my trip to go the other way. And sometimes I did. And yeah, like there was a super great moment where I saw him walking along the street with another girl. And I'm just like, well, this is a really shitty way to go home from work. I was going to ask you if this, if that was the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that I mean, so breakup coach talking here, I would add the 10 minutes. Yeah. I did after seeing that because I mean he didn't usually like he wasn't like out of his house usually like when I was going home from work and so that was a very freak occurrence like Mm. who would have thunk that would have happened um but yeah that was oof that was that was not a great day but (laughs) sorry all right so we don't know why she's going past a street yeah yeah if it's on purpose, I think this is not a good message. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then on the other hand, I do like how she says that she realizes it wasn't perfect, but she's still hurting. I mean, we often talk mm-hmm. about how we tend to idealize our exes during this point. So I don't know, I guess it seems like she's not really doing that. So. Yeah. Yeah. She's not idealing, idealizing him. And I think that's really good. And I think, you know, the lyric... I just can't imagine how you could be so okay now that I'm gone. You know, how she tells this, because I've definitely had this thought before, yeah. is that, you know, he's not reaching out to her, you know? Um, and I've felt that with my exes too, like where in the past I've had weak moments and I've, you know, I have reached out to them and it was always me. And now I'm like, <laughs> bullshit like he can't be struggling that much if he hasn't ever broken and texted me you know oh, oh interesting yeah I don't know I'm gonna go on a limb and say that's might be kind of a guy thing but yeah hmm. I think I think they they fall into their anger yeah yeah um during breakups a lot more and that's quite motivating I think um some men aren't as expressive um especially yeah. during times like this oh yeah do you want to go on with the lyrics my dear yes so um in our last little lyric section and all my friends are tired of hearing how much I miss you but I kind of feel sorry for them because they'll never know you the way that I do hello episode topic (laughs) yeah today's episode (laughs) reactions of like believing that 
you know someone best. Like you see how special and unique and beautiful they are. You see their heart and your friends just can't see that. And that's why they just don't understand. Um, And the thing is, is that I think like, unless you're a sociopath, like most of us do have a really beautiful heart inside. And when you do get to know someone on an intimate level, like you're, you're going to feel protective of them and feel like, you know, people who haven't gotten to know them on that intimate level just aren't going to understand how special they are. But I really take the perspective of we're all, we're all special. We're all fucking special. So, (laughs) um, (laughs) so yeah, so, you know, I just, I just like, like that lyric of how that really exemplifies how, someone could um, process the fact that their friends aren't understanding why it's taking so long and just being like, well, you, you don't know him like I do. Yeah. I think there's a difference between friends pointing out flaws in a relationship or flaws in a person and someone being kind of frustrated that you haven't gotten over it so soon. Yeah. Yeah. I think when people are able to point out, you know, a number of reasons why maybe they didn't think the relationship was best that sometimes it is good to take some of that to heart um that you know it's a little bit different than someone just saying I don't want to hear about this anymore yeah oh yeah and if someone does say I don't want to hear about this anymore like you should be over it by now that's their wounded child like speaking (sighs) up they're just showing that they're not very like evolved and just be like all right like I just know that I can't come to you anymore for this, you know, and just know it's just part of their journey. And maybe one day they'll learn that there is complexity and depth in things. Um, But it's just showing that they're, you know, they're kind of operating at a different wavelength. Yep. We've talked about this before, and this is a good time that you learn about your friendships and, you know, some friends are great for some things and not so great for others. And so you would store this in the, this friend is not so great for processing a breakup with. Mm -hmm. And it is sad and frustrating. And, you know, as someone who's experienced this, I I actually think it's really unfortunate that people can't like step outside of themselves and figure out how can I support this person more rather than just saying like your time's up, but (laughs) it's just not, it's just not the case. I I don't understand people and it, it happens, unfortunately. It does. So yeah. So that was our first little I liked that. (laughs) If you have ideas for a creative fun name for this, please let us know because we're we're working on it. It's been a couple weeks now and we're not really thinking of anything. Yeah, two copywriters who also do breakup stuff and nothing's come to us yet. So better. Yeah. Jams. I mean, there's just no, the j- 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 something's gonna songs. come about, but I would be yeah, super thrilled if people had ideas for uh, a name. We'd love to know what you think about the episode. Why is it taking me so long to get over them? Mm. Yeah. Let yeah. us know. And if you have questions about your breakup or future things we could talk about, hit us up. Yep. We're not too cool to be in our DMs. Um, so come slide on in and we'll have like a fun little chat um (laughs) that sounded so weird but thank you guys we're obviously we're petering out here at the end and (laughs) so we will bid you adieu and see you next time (laughs) bye
Thanks for listening to X-Files, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. If you like this episode, tag us on your Instagram story so we can connect with you. And you can find me, Claire, on Instagram at Claire Lofthouse. And me, Janice, on Instagram at Janice Formicella. If you'd like to join our online community, find us on Facebook at Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. Talk soon. Bye.